to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, you guys. Welcome to all the in-house people and everybody who's watching online. Uh, My name is Leslie Garcia, and I'm the operations pastor here at Humanity Church. I I like to say that I do everything that's not sexy here. Um, But anyway, I don't know why I like to say that because I'm weird. But anyway, if you've been with us for the last several weeks, you know we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And I hope that as you've been listening to these talks, you've started to see how interconnected they all are. For instance, if you want to be loving, um, you're probably going to need to figure out how to tap into patience and kindness and goodness. And uh, the, the one that really stood out for me was joy and peace. And I think it's because it occurred to me in those two talks that if I really want joy, I'm just going to have to figure peace out. You know? Uh, peace out. Anyway, um, I'm going to have to figure it out, right? I'm going to have to figure out how to be at peace. Um, I want to start this morning by reading the scripture that we've been referring to, um, just to refresh our memory. It's Galatians 5, 22 through, t- 22 through 25. It says this, be, be, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Today we're gonna talk about gentleness. Um, When I told people I was talking about gentleness, almost everybody laughed. (laughs) I don't take it personally, whatever. Um, But before we talk about gentleness, I wanna talk about what the outcome is when we're not gentle. Are you ever just rough or harsh with people? Never, Never? that's my husband. with your friends, with your coworkers, with your family? Are you, are, you that, are you sometimes that way with the people that you say that you love the most? Like the people that are the dearest to you? With your kids, with your spouse, with your mom and dad? All you, if there's teenagers in the room or even if there's adult teenagers in the room? <laughs> Look, our kids, do something we, our kids do something that we don't like and sometimes our first impulse is to yell at them. Or maybe we even make them feel dumb or our spouse does something we don't like, or in my case, God forbid, they don't do something I asked, and I let him have it, right? I let him know all the ways that he, he let me down and all the ways that he could improve to make my life better, just so he'll know. You know, or your coworker says something that you disagree with and you just let them know they're wrong because they should know, for goodness sake, right? Or we ha- you have that one person who gets on your last nerve and you just leave them unread delivered, we're never gonna touch that one, right? That text, just leave them, we just ignore them, right? At times we're just the least gentle with the people that we say we love the most. It just doesn't always occur to us in the moment, right? To ask, what's happening? What's going on for you? Or how can I help? 
yeah. We just resist, we resist the person, right? Um, we resist showing up and sitting in whatever it is without giving our personal and professional opinion. You know, just hanging out with them. Um, when Juan and I were first dating, um, he would show up on our dates a lot in clothes that didn't match. <laughs> and I was, at the time, I worked in retail, and I, I'm just gonna tell you, I was a professional. I knew he didn't match because I was a professional. And I thought I should tell him because I thought he should know. And I actually thought he should, how could he not know? Um, but I would say things like, hey, uh, do you know you don't match? Which I, like, he's probably like, why am I even with this woman? Um, and, but my attitude was, I'm sure you do know, how could you not know? But I'm gonna let, make sure you know, right? Um, uh, the way I said it to you right now is very much how I said it to him. Super matter of fact, super you should know it, and if you don't know it, you should know it. Um, but I didn't ever say it gentle or caring, or hey, is this even information you would want? Um, I said one time to him, um, do you think you might be colorblind? Because I, I mean, you guys, I'm gentle. Just call it right out, you know? And here's the thing though, 10 years later, he's colorblind. He couldn't see it. I'm calling him out on something he cannot see. You're welcome. I'm here. You know, but we do this. Like we do, we say and we do things with the people that we care about and we frame it. We frame it as being helpful, being honest. You know, hey, I'm watching out for him. He wants to match. Of course he does. Right? And so often as humanity, we just don't lean. We just don't lean toward gentleness. But God does. Jesus always leans towards gentleness. In fact, in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, Jesus says this, these are his words. Come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is Jesus's own testimony of himself. Someone else didn't say it, he said, I am gentle in heart. The word in heart here means it is the center, the core of who he is. He actually cannot be different. It's, it's who he is, it's coming out of him. It, his heart is just directed towards gentleness. Here's the thing, that's what he says, right? But what he says with his words, he shows us with his actions. Um, there's a moment in, in the stories of Jesus where he heals a leper. And the leper says to him, Lord, if you are willing, can you make me clean? And Jesus just stretches out his hand and he touches the man and he says, I am willing, be clean. The will here, it, it means desire. It is God's desire to do it. Um, look at, he does it at no cost to us. He's not asking for anything. Um, in another story, there's a group of men who bring a paralyzed uh, man to Jesus. And Jesus sees them coming and he can't help it. He's like, when, it says, when, Je when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, take heart, your sins are forgiven. He couldn't stop himself. He didn't even wait for them to ask. He's just like, oh my gosh, I wanna give it to him. You know, he can't, he can't help it. In, in Matthew, there's a story where Jesus is traveling from town to town and he says he saw the crowds and he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He just pours it out, you know? 
Jesus, he does it over and over again in the scriptures in the way that he heals sick, in the way that he feeds the hungry, in the way he wipes tears away from people. The most dominant portrait of Jesus throughout the gospels is that he moves, touches, heals, and he just shows up for people. That's who he is. In these ways, he shows his gentleness. Okay, so maybe, because I told you stories and you know Jesus and you saw the picture of him holding the lamb and sitting with the children, so maybe you're like, yes, Jesus is gentle. I buy in, I'm sold. What about God? I mean, secretly, don't we all think God's just a little angry? Just a little ticked off? Maybe, maybe we think he's wrathful. And then we can find verses in the Bible to support that thought. I found 29 chapters in Jeremiah. In Jeremiah, we see this record of um, the Hebrew, the Israelites just really doing everything God told them not to do. And the Israelites are his chosen people. He had um, covenants or promises with them and they were running amok. And um, he, he says things like this in the first 29 chapters of Jeremiah. I will declare my judgment against them for all their evil. He says, my people have forsaken me. Um, I have a couple favorites, this is one of them. You have polluted the land with your vile whoredom. Thank you very much, Israel. I feel like God is saying also, uh, Pomona maybe, also, I don't know. Maybe he's saying that, maybe, maybe that's just me, I don't know. Okay, oh, he says, oh, Jerusalem, how long shall your wickedness be lodged within you? This people has a stubborn and rebellious heart, he says. This is another good one, and then I'm gonna stop. As the well keeps its water fresh, so she keeps fresh her evil. Yeah, right, that's what he says. And then, so we've heard passages like this and we're like, proof, that's proof. God is not gentle. Jesus is, but God, I don't know. But in the center of the book of Jeremiah, God shifts, he shifts in a moment. He can't help it. He's like, yes, these people, but oh my gosh, I love these people. And it says this, is not Ephraim, which is another word for Israel, my dear son, the child in whom I delight. He says, though often I speak against him, I still remember him. I just wanna add here, he's not saying I forgot and now I remember. He's saying, I cannot forget, I remember. Um, it goes on to say, therefore my heart yearns for him. I have great compassion for him, declares the Lord. So these verses in, in the Old Testament in the beginning part of the Bible are also proof that God is gentle, not just Jesus, God, the God of the world, he's gentle with us. He's gentle with us when we miss the mark. You know, when we don't, when Israel doesn't keep their covenants, I, I, if you guys would for a minute, just imagine yourself when your coworker or your friends or your family are doing things that seem wrong or something that just takes you off. Instead of yelling and screaming, instead of blowing them off, instead of checking out of the conversation, you know how when you just nod and you don't like they're talking, you're like, I don't know. Um, what if, what if our attitude was similar to God's? What if we could access his gentleness and be, have the attitude of, oh, my dear son, my dear daughter, my closest friend. What if we could access that? I mean, wouldn't that be a significant difference in the way we interact with one another? And I think, I mean, maybe we think we're gentle, but I think when we look at God's example, we're like, probably not. 
and I'm just speak for myself, but, and you might be saying to yourself, like, that's all well and good. Like, that's a great idea. I love it. But I don't know. Like, I don't know if God's gentle with me in my junk, in my really rough and spiky parts. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I always believe it. But God is unchanging. And he tells us in Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we don't, we don't have to actually wonder because God is telling us that his character doesn't change. He is the same throughout time. And so what, how he is with the Israelites, he is with us. He shows up that way for us. He shows up that way with us when we disappoint, when we fall short, when we yell at people, when we take people for granted. He shows up for us when we disregard people when we're harsh with our friends and our family. He's, he's with us when we, uh, when we um, state our opinion in capital letters on social media. When we have special words for that person in front of us who's driving, you know, the one who just doesn't know how. That person, by the way, is always in front of me. But anyway, but he's there. He's always alongside of us, right? And he's showing us his example of gentleness. I imagine sometimes that God's like, um, hello, over here. Um, if you could follow my example, because I'm sorry, my son, you're making us both look bad. He's like, like, please, please let me help you. But we can, we can come to God and we can ask him to prune us. That conversation's been throughout, um, a lot of the talks, the word pruning, we can ask him, we can bring him like, we can say, look at God, these are my anger issues. I'm just angry, you know? Um, these are all my judgmental thoughts, God. I mean, all of them, give him all of them, why not? We can give him our dislike of people or situations or, or any dislike of anything, I guess, our struggles, that difficult person in your life, just give it, like God, help me, prune me with this person. He says things to us like he said to the tax collectors and the prostitutes. If you've read through scriptures, you know he hung out with some people that, weren't, that other people thought weren't so great. So I guess he'll hang out with us too. But he says things like, come on in, sit down. The scripture said, unload your burden, take on my burden. He says, you don't have to, I mean, look, you don't have to carry it around. That's what it means, unload your burden, take it off. He also invites us into being different. He's like, you could be new. What about that? That could be interesting, you know? If we allow God to transform our character, he will do it. He is always inviting us into a new way of being, a transformed way of being. I think if we use the analogy of being a parent, like if you're not a parent, then you've, you're, you're a child. So you know that sometimes you either told your child something that you know is good for them or you've been told something that your parents thought were good for you. And, and a lot of times children are like, nah, I got it. I'm good, but the parent knows. The parent knows you're not good, right? So when, we, when God's like, hey, would you like my help? And we're like, no, I got it. God's like, mm, do you? You know, he knows, he knows we need him and he's available to us. So when we connect ourselves to God, we have all the access to his gentleness. I will say this though, we all know people who are naturally gentle. Do you guys know people like that? I, for me, it's Aunt Donna. And I'm telling you, like, she's like a warm blanket. She's, you've, if you've met, you could ask anyone over here that's related to me. She is literally the loveliest person in the world. Uh, you, could, you can't spend too much time with her. You always wanna be with her. She walks in the room. I mean, I like, even my, my 
get away from me, I wanna get to Aunt Donna, the way she hugs you. It's amazing. But I just think most of us aren't Aunt Donna. In my whole family, there's only one. I mean, the rest of us are not, we're not her. The rest of us, we need pruning. We need God to come up alongside of us so that we can master the fruit of the spirit. Like I told you at the beginning, the way I talk to Juan, that is my natural tendency. I mean, I get things like, oh, you give tough love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, I, my natural tendency is just direct and straightforward. And I say and do a lot of things that in my mind, they seem fine. They really do. They sound right to me. But the one thing that God is pruning in me is to slow down and to think, there's a thought, huh? think before I act. Um, I can behave more gently when I take time. One thing I have noticed about myself is um, when I am all about the task, when I'm all about getting it done, when I'm all about rushing forward, um, I am really not gentle. But when I take a minute and I'm like, wait a minute, love your neighbor as yourself. What does God see in this person? I just, I have an easier time leaning towards gentleness. Um, and I'm not saying, when I say that, I'm not saying try harder to be gentle. I, Nathan talked about, almost everyone's talked about it. Like we're not talking about trying harder. I'm talking about slowing down and asking God, how should I behave in this moment? What do you have for me in this moment? It takes, I mean, it takes thought. It takes, you know, discipline. But it's not about me changing my personality to be gentle. It's about me asking God how to be gentle in this moment. So what that might look like um, is to really just take your natural way of being and be like, hey God, what do you think about this? Would this be good in this moment? Um, yeah, is there a better way? Is there some other way? Yeah, and so again, I'm just saying, the more connected we are to Jesus, the more we let him speak to us, be with us, the more we engage with him, the more likely we are to have all the fruits of this, all the fruit of the spirit, not just gentleness, right? Um, I spent some time recently with a friend of mine who um, I will just categorize as being um, far back on their gentleness journey, like way over here. Okay, I'll, I'll just, I don't know what that would be called, but I'll just I'll characterize that as that. And um, one, the first thing I was like, why is it so much easier for me to see this in this person than it is for me to see it in myself? I'm gonna just tell you that's a whole nother talk, so we're not gonna do that, I don't know. Um, but the, the reaction that I had to it was, it was so uncomfortable to watch. I was like, oh, um, she didn't mean that. Um, you know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna sweep the room and um, gotta make it right. And, um, but the thing that occurred to me is how enlightening it was for me to have the perspective from my vantage point of things that I at times do to people. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, sometimes perspective is like, I'm, I'll, I'll like live without it. Um, but you know, it was really eye-opening for me to see how I at times can be. And so for that, I was really grateful to have that, that um, opportunity. Have you guys ever um, had the pleasure, and I really mean pleasure, of knowing someone that has um, been evolving in Christ for a long time? Do you know what I'm talking about? Someone who's been walking with Christ for a long time and you've, you've actually had the pleasure of seeing the transformation. 
um, well, when I told you about my natural bent, that um, in my case, the apple fell very, very close to the tree, and I'm a lot like my dad in that way. Um, my dad was, um, when he was a younger man, he was a direct man, he was a straightforward man, um, and honestly, I mean, he was a wise man, he was smart, he was right about a lot of things, but sometimes his delivery didn't have the full measure of gentleness. Um, <laughs> And, and sometimes when he shared his wisdom, it wasn't palatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, okay. I, I mean, I know what I mean because I do that. But, um, <laughs> but you can be totally right. You can really be the wisest guy in the room. And people might not care because of your delivery. Um, anyway, I, of course, had the pleasure of knowing my dad for a very long time. And um, I was able to witness him move from... I'm gonna to try to do it, <laughs> from being a really wise man, a really straightforward man, to a guy who just waited on God, who thought before he spoke, who prayed before he spoke. He became so good at just being safe, just a safe place to be. And um, I'm telling you, if my dad loved you, you never wondered. You never wondered if he was for you because he turned in to that kind of person. Um, but several years ago, uh, my dad and I were in business together and he took counsel from somebody that put me in a really awkward position. Um, uh, and it made me really mad. Like, um, like the kind of mad <laughs> that I don't know if you, like the kind of mad that starts right here and it like kind of gonna vomit out of you, that kind of mad. And um, it might've been okay advice if I wasn't his daughter, but alas, I am. Um, anyway, he followed the counsel. He did what he was counseled to do. And I was, I, I, I can't even, I mean, I wish I could explain to you. I was like, you know, like so angry at him. I was so angry. And because I felt betrayed kind of. And um the whole thing, I mean, I, I'm gonna tell you, it wasn't like drawn out, it all happened in one night. I went home, I went, well, I got in bed. I did not sleep all night. I was up all night, I was festering and mad and like planning ways to let him know. I mean, maybe I'm the only one who does this, but I, dude, I had a script. And I called him at 5 a.m. And I said, um, I'm sorry if I woke you up, which was a lie. I hope I woke him up. Um, and I was ready. I'm telling you guys, I wanted, to, I wanted to puke all over him. And I was also ready for him to, him to defend himself. I was like, let's go. You and me, brother. I'm gonna tell you what I think and you're gonna defend yourself and we're gonna go at it and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure you know you were wrong. Oh, dang it, my dad had been abiding in Christ for a really long time. He let me down. He said, I'm so sorry. And he's like, you know what? You didn't wake me up. I've been up all night. He's like, I was wrong. Dang it. He's like, I'm so glad you called me because I wanted to call you, but I didn't want to wake you up. I'm like, you wouldn't have woken me up. And then he said this. It was bad counsel, and I knew it. And I didn't, I didn't listen to my own intuition. And I did it, and I can't... I, I need your forgiveness. He's like, how do I make it right with you? How do I restore with you? 
couldn't even puke on him or anything. Dude, I'm just crying. I'm crying. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. You can do that to me anytime you want. Dude, his gentleness overcame me. It overcame me. Well, maybe he barfed on me. He barfed some gentleness all over me. It, I was, you know what I mean? And um, when someone comes at you like that, I'll be honest, it's happened to me since then with other people. When someone comes at you like that, it instantly restores. It instantly restores. You don't need time. I wasn't mad at him by lunch. In fact, he said, hey, what are you doing for lunch? And we, I, I met him and my mom for lunch with my children and my husband, and he did it again. He apologized in front of them, to them, for anything that might have fallen on them in the meantime. Dave Williams, you gotta love him. I'm telling you. I don't know how my dad would have been without Christ, but I do know how my dad was with, with Christ, what he was like with Christ. So you guys, I mean, how are we called to be with one another? Hebrews 10, 24 says this, let us consider how we may be spurred, how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. We're created to encourage each other. You know what? We're created to practice the fruit of the spirit with each other. We're created to lift each other up, to show each other joy, love, peace, 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 patience, forbearance, gentleness. Marla's gonna talk about it later, self-control, which I think they all need, right? She's gonna wrap it up for us. Um, this morning, if you would indulge me, I just want everybody to take a big breath and just like a, right? Maybe I'm the only one who needs that. Um, would you be willing for a moment to consider with me what this looks like in real life. If you would be willing to consider where you have or where you are currently being harsh with people or rough with people, who specifically, specifically have you been harsh with or ungentle with? Can you imagine for a moment some of the hurt or the harm that you might have caused at times with the people in your life? These things, these are things that abiding in Christ can transform. Imagine owning the situation. Imagine, okay, this is crazy, asking for forgiveness. Imagine it. What if you invited Jesus what if you were like, Jesus, come into this situation, come into this relationship? What if you were brave enough to do that? What if you invited him into transforming your heart, your relationships, your way of being? You guys, what could be the outcome? What could it be? What if you could experience the fruit of the spirit in your most important relationships? What if it was all over your house? What if you're sweeping up patients? Got a little love over there, like instead of dust, it's like some love in the corner. What if, what if it was all over you? All over your relationships, all over your friends and your family and your coworkers, because you brought it in the room. It came with you. What if? 
Yeah, what if, I just think like, what if every relationship you were in that was meaningful to you overflowed with love, with patience, with kindness, with goodness, with faithfulness, with gentleness, with self-control? What if? Can you imagine it? I mean, would you let yourself imagine it? Again, if you wanna reap gentleness, here's the bottom line, you're gonna to have to sow it. I mean, everybody's talked about it, so I didn't talk a lot about it, but you will, you'll have to sow it. You're gonna to have to put it out there if you wanna get it back up. We need to sow it in with the help of Jesus. If we're willing, if we're willing to connect our life to Jesus and let him transform our heart, he will, he will prune the areas of our life that are, that are not in alignment with his gentleness. If you're sitting here today and you're like, yeah, I mean, I actually, I would like that. That sounds good to me. My life could use some gentleness. My relationships could use some gentleness. If you want him to transform the areas of your life that just don't show up that way, you wanna be loving, kind. You want, all you have to do really, you just have to ask. So simple. You didn't even, like you didn't even make like a, you don't have to fill out a form. You don't have to tell him where you've been, he knows. You just have to ask. Ask Jesus to, like, can you connect me to the source? Can you connect me to yourself? Through, by the way, the verse said, the spurring on of one another. So you know what that means? Sad news, people, community. It means you gotta be in community. We need people to be transformed. Look at you don't know if you're not gentle if you ain't with anybody. Uh, you don't have an opportunity to be gentle if you're not with anybody. You gotta be with people. That's why we meet together so we can all be gentle with one another. And that's why we do groups throughout the week, so we can practice it, so we can speak into each other. The spurring on of one another, that's what we're called to. But if that's you this morning, I, first I wanna encourage you, honestly, right after this gathering, I wanna encourage you to walk up this little ramp and go to Next Steps. Because there's people standing there and they wanna connect you to, to community so that you can be spurred on. That's why they're there. That's their only purpose, you know? Um, and then I wanna, I wanna pray with you, if you'd be willing to pray with me. And this isn't like magical prayer or nothing. I mean, it's just a prayer, just talking to Jesus. So if you would, just pray this with me. Jesus, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with gentleness. I find myself resorting to anger and harshness. I wanna be connected to you this morning, Jesus. I want you to lead me in ways more gentle. Thank you, God. Thank you for showing me your gentleness in the ways that you've loved me, in the ways that you've come for me, in the ways that you've shown up for me. This morning, I acknowledge that I cannot transform my own life. I'm not capable. I need a savior. I need someone who's come for me that has loved me for a thousand generations. This morning, Jesus, I wanna commit my life to you. I wanna ask you to be the center of my life. Thank you, thank you for being gentle with me when I do not deserve it. Thank you for your compassion and for loving me no matter what. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.